The Whole Health Cure with Dr. Sharon Berquist, the podcast that brings you inspiration and skills for living a healthy and fulfilled life. Welcome to the Whole Health Cure podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Berquist. On this podcast, we explore the science and provide inspiration and skills for living your happiest, most fulfilling, and healthiest life. Today, we'll be talking about health zones and where you may be on the spectrum. I'm joined by Dr. Doug Amos. He's the co-founder of Health Zone Life and creator of the Health Zone Life model, Doc, uh, along with Dr. Pankaj Vich. Dr. Amos set out on this project with the objective of providing an open source model that medical professionals could freely use both as an education tool and in their practice. The website's goal is to provide a platform for professionals who are leading the efforts to improve the health of individuals in the face of epidemic levels of diabetes and related diseases. Previously, Dr. Amos was the founder and president of Amisco Consulting Group, which provided management consulting services for startup through mid-sized companies. He holds four master's degrees, over 25 years of experience in the electronics industry, and brings a comprehensive background in management, human resources, communications, media, compliance issues, and organizational development to his roles as consultant and advisor with companies in the San Francisco Bay Area and the Silicon Valley. Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be with you, Sharon. Yeah, so, I, you know, when I saw your model, it really hit home with the concept that I don't think we really do a good job adequately communicating, and that is where people can be on the health spectrum. I think usually, you know, as we get into the model, this will be more evident. We catch people in the middle of your model, but not in the beginning. Um, and what we view as the start of disease is really a progression. Um, and, and by the time people have, you know, the diagnosis of a disease, right. they're really well into a process that's been ongoing. So I thought as a starting point, if I could have you talk through a health zone life model, like the impetus behind it conceptually, what led to it, and to help us better understand the different zones. I think in terms of the, uh, the reason why we started putting the model together was recognizing that uh, in our country, and pretty much around a lot of the Western world, we're seeing an epidemic of obesity and an epidemic of diabetes and an epidemic of people's health uh, being severely impacted by uh, things which they have uh, no awareness that things are, are going on. And so we needed to, and there was no clear tool which sort of described the phenomena of going through from a, a healthy state, which uh, I think most people are born into, unless you have some sort of birth defect or something like that, that you're born into a state of optimal health, which is why children, you never hear them getting some of these diseases or like heart attacks by because they're running around outside. Uh, you know, when they actually have this sense of well, uh, this sense of wellness and well-being to the point that they think that they're in, invincible or uh, immortal, and that we learn about that that's not true later. But uh, 
but basically, you know, uh, you say, well, why doesn't, why don't the older people run around outside and climb trees and do those things? Well, some of them now are, but uh, most of them act their age, which works against them down the road. So, uh, so actually, you know, it's like, how do you describe that sense? Well, we use the very naturalistic thing of saying, well, this is like the springtime of your life, you know. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of songs about aging and that thing, whether it's September song and all these other types of uh, cultural things. And we basically start off healthy, but then what happens is we're impacted by the culture that we live in. And so like, uh, and then the, your parents, you know, they, they're saying, well, everybody needs milk. They've gotten that programmed into them by the dairy industry. And they have, uh, you know, they start following the taillights of the generation ahead of them. Because if you ever want to have people go to sleep, you sit down and say, well, let's talk about nutrition. And then their eyes glaze over and they go into trance and, and then they lose, they lose focus on what you're talking about. So I, we wanted to find a way to easily and also accurately describe, you know, the transitions that happen during people's lives. And so we took, a, uh, we took some, uh, some data, which was, uh, I think I heard it first from uh, Dr. Michael Rosen giving a presentation about the, uh, you know, about the survival curve and, you know, what the typical survival curve of a typical American would be over their lifetime and down to the end. And, of course, the quality of that life that you're living doesn't always stay the same because what happens is as, you know, what we now know is that people are impacted by the foods that they eat from basically from birth. They're, they're, they're initially without disease and now they're being fed things which the culture says are healthy and the culture doesn't know. And so we think that milk and cheese and and things like that, which we now know have damaging uh, aspects of them, and and that we want the meat, you know, and we're essentially a a we're not a carnivorous animal. We're sort of like great apes in in terms of what type of diets that we should be eating, which is whole foods, plants mostly, and some grains and nuts and seeds. So. So what happens is these foods, which we which we're not designed to eat, basically have things which are you know uh, carcinogenic, or they basically create a condition called arteriosclerosis, and people are getting these plaques and these these things in them uh, throughout their from basically from birth. And the, the symptoms do not really appear until they've been on that uh, damaging diet for a period of time. So in our model, we, we show uh, we've, we've separated out the, um, the various types of uh, stages 
from healthy, which we call a green zone, and then we go into a yellow zone, and the yellow zone is an acceptable level of, uh, of health where you can still go out and play and do things, but you might get winded, and you might, uh, you might lose your breath faster, or you might uh, you know, have some other diseases, uh, other conditions which you may need an over-the-counter aspirin or you know, some other type of minor medication. And then what happens, we continue on, uh, we're following the taillights of the culture, we're eating the diet that the culture has basically adopted. And Americans, which are in the stage today where they are pretty, their children are getting sicker, the we, diabetes, as you know, used to be called adult onset diabetes. It is now just diabetes because they're finding that younger and younger kids are having this disease and they're having the complications earlier and earlier in life. And so while we have all these medicines and all these things which are dealing with the symptoms and we're really good at coming up with symptom medication, but we don't have many uh, curing medications. That's, that's so true. And, and your points are really good. You know, they're really two big areas that you've touched on. One is the concept that our bodies go through different stages. Um, sometimes before we ever see or feel any of these changes, the disease process is already happening. And then the second part is that the default of what our culture recommends is what's taking us on this progression um, towards disease. Maybe we can um, spend a little bit of time explaining this concept of the evolution into disease um, because, you know, the visual that, you know, that you've shared with me and it's on your website, I think is so helpful seeing the color transitions in your model go from the, the green all the way to the darker colors. And, you know, and it's so striking that so many of those early stages, the signs and symptoms are so subtle that you can be told, you know, on a routine physical, for example, that the numbers look good, yet you could be midway in the progression towards disease. Um, so if you don't mind, I want to, uh, you know, for our listeners, explain the model a little bit, and then I want to get into the really important point that you're bringing up of what we can do about it. Okay. So the, there's basically, I think, five colors that we've established. One is green for optimal health, and the second is acceptable health, and that's yellow disease. And then there is the uh, next color, which is a red, which is inflammatory uh, uh, types of conditions. And then there is a brown, which is basically chronic and complicated and more serious uh, conditions. And then there is wonderfully black at the, <laughs> at the bottom, which is uh, in stage of, uh, of conditions. And people in that stage, uh, let's see, if we go down through it, the uh, green, they're perfectly healthy. They, they have not been uh, as contaminated with the, the American culture or the culture at, at the time. The yellow is, it's acceptable. They don't have any real complaints. They are able to function very well in society. They can go to work, 
they can do everything that they go to school and everything. And then you get to the next one, which is the red phase. This is where we start seeing people which have serious medications needed. Uh, they may be, they'll need possibly diabetic medications and they'll need more doctor time, more time with the, the medical institutions. And, that, and you start seeing people in this stage basically getting uh, even angina and other types of uh, hypertension and other diseases of lifestyle, which basically starts impacting them. And then as they continue along the path of following the standard American diet, they get to the next stage, which basically are people who are on multiple medications and people who are basically spending more time and they may have heart attacks, heart surgeries, and stuff like that. I speak from experience on that because I've already had my quadruple bypass before I started down <laughs> the, the cure for, for this. And so I'm trying to just stop people from following my previous example <laughs> and, and do things which are going to be uh, – they don't need to spend the time or the money which I spent <laughs> to try to get myself back to normal. And so, so then the, finally you get down to the, uh, you know, brown level, of, you know, of the model. And these are people who are needing, you know, uh, serious, you know, things to help them walk. Uh, they may need, uh, you know, a care person to come in and help them. And, if they don't watch out, they end up in the uh, end stage where they're in nursing homes and nursing facilities and they need somebody 24 seven. And that is very expensive. And it's also, you know, uh, they're very sad. The, 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 the challenge is living a life, you know, free of disease and living a life so that you can do what you want to do. And the old, the new expression, I shall say that health is the new wealth, and that is you can be the richest guy in the city, and if you can't go out to enjoy your situation, you're actually poorer than almost everybody because that's, that's not how you want to live. So, so that's essentially the model shows that progression. And as you noted, we have the, it's like a rainbow in terms of the lines between the colors, because in nature, you don't notice necessarily when you go from one stage into the next one until in fact you have a symptom of something. And, and even the tests that you give, you can say, well, you're, your tests are normal, but that's normal in a population where people are dying left and right of having, you know, uh, heart, heart failure <laughs> and other types of diseases. So normal in this country, we need to do better than normal, you know, <laughs> because. Yeah, and certainly better than average. Yes. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, the goal is to live the most number of years you can live free of disease. So you have the most quality of life that you can have and, and compress the decline in the fewest number of years. That's kind wow. of life well lived. And there's some good news here. The yeah. Good is you can go back towards green. In other words, you can be where you are today. You know, I don't have to live as I was living right after my heart surgery. I was going to say that sounded like you're speaking from experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that people can, can change things that they do, primarily what they eat, which is uh, the part of our body that has the most interaction with the, the planet because we're, and we're most impacted by, and they can change you know, their future in terms of their health. So it's it's exciting on, on that respect, and you know, on our website, we have um, a lot of information from people who are more expert than I am, and a lot of uh, resources so people can learn about this stuff, so that they can take control of their of their own futures. You know, which and I've looked there, and I think your resources are wonderful, and people who are you know, on the darker end of your rainbow, who are, you know, in the red, brown, black, at that point, most are getting abnormal results or in the doctor's office, they're needing help. You know, for any listener who's trying to figure out, okay, where am I in the early part of the spectrum? Am I on a trajectory where I'm living the best life I can live? Or am I on a trajectory where my future is headed towards disease? What are ways people can tell where they are in this continuum of health, especially in those earlier stages? Well, uh, if, if they if they go to the website, there's actually, you know, uh, I've given examples in terms of symptoms that you might have at each level or, or, or conditions you might have at each level, and you can self-evaluate, if you will, in terms of where that is, if you can say, well, well, if I'm if I am taking four or five medications a day, which I think most Americans over the age of fifty are doing, uh, then you're probably in the red zone. There, if you are, if you're using, you know, if you are having difficulty uh, driving or being stable when you walk. Or if you're if you're having other symptoms and stuff like that, like uh, which are restricting, you know, your ability to freely travel, without worrying about what happens if I have a stroke while I'm not on the road, um, then you're probably down in the brown area. If you have any symptoms of uh, angina or anything like that, definitely you're in the brown zone. As you get further down, you you get more you know, uh, uh, recognizable symptoms. If you're in the, in the top end of the thing where you're in green or yellow, and even the pink part of the red zone, you probably aren't noticing it that much. It's when you start, you know, uh, when, when you're, you're spending more time with your doctor than you want, or you're, if you visit the hospital more than once a year, <laughs> you know there's something going on. But I think there's, it's not a surprise situation that people are just accommodating it. The problem is they're not associating the uh, conditions with the cause because the confusion is and that this is a healthy meal and this is not a healthy meal and because they have been marketed to by a trillion dollar industry for food and a, and a bunch of money for medications, for, uh, for pharmaceuticals. If you watch television, you're gonna see the 
eat this hamburger, it's bigger and juicier and with more fries and stuff like that, followed by a Lipitor commercial or a erectile dysfunction commercial. And so, you know, it's pretty evident, you know, what's going on if you pay attention to it. But if you believe, for example, is chicken healthy? Is dairy healthy? I went to Starbucks this morning and this woman was searching for the half and half. And one thing which you do in this business, you know, you your first inclination is try to throw yourself in front of the thing that they're grabbing for and say, get the, uh, uh, the plant-based milk, et cetera, that they'll give to you for free and, and save yourself some problems. But, you know, people have adjusted their taste to the sweetness of certain things and to the dairy products and to the things which are not healthy for them long-term, but they don't have a, they don't take it and it's not a poison which they, that they get every day. And they say, well, can't I have, can't I eat this, uh, this, uh, this food? And I said, well, you know, you can probably eat a little bit of the, that food if it's only a little bit of that food. But that's not our culture. Our culture is the big gulp. Uh, our culture is more is, and bigger is better. And so that is, you know, where we all end, we, we all end up with, and, you know, we're, record numbers of obese people and diabetes that's going to bankrupt Medicare down the road if we do not get on top of this. If you're just looking on the financial side of it in terms of that it is one of the reasons why, you know, they say, well, I can live, you know, let's say you're the end of life is 80. It, but the, what's the last quarter of that life like? It's not going to be like the first half of that life. It's going to be a very different life. And the question, what is the quality of life for somebody if they don't make a change? But I don't want to just be on the negative side because if you make, make the change that we're prescribing, which is basically a whole food plant-based diet, essentially, and, you know, a little bit of exercise and, be surrounded by people who you love and who love you and care about you and care about something, then if you just do a little of that, you know, you can rediscover, you know, the sense of wellness and that, you know, waking up in the morning free of pain where you have a sense of optimism towards your future. And it's not like, well, I'm going to take my social security now because I don't think, uh, at 65 because I don't think I'm going to be around at 72 and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that's not a fun way of, of existing on the planet. And so I'm all for fun and I'm all for people enjoying their lives. So the question is if we can give them a, some direction and some guidance in that direction, then that's enough pay for me, you know, in terms of what I'm doing. So, uh, and this is all I'm doing these days, you know, and I'm not paid for it. So it's important because it's, I get my, I get my, uh, my pay when I see people who have reversed their diabetes and I see people who have uh, basically are, are acting more healthily and having some fun with it. 
And so that's that's uh, basically the, the you know the reason I spend my money and time doing this stuff. Well, we appreciate that you do. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, just to recap, I think you brought up so many really good points in what you just said, and that and even in the early stages of your model, when people are on a trajectory but don't yet have disease, that making a change that maybe is not following what the cultural norms are, um, and then as well as in the later stages, if you have already developed disease, making those changes can help you reverse the disease. And so, you know, you can, you know, improve to living to optimal living, and you can even reverse disease and improve quality of life. And you, you know, referenced, you know, appropriately things in culture that are taking us down a path towards disease. But I'm sure a lot of people listening are wondering, okay, um, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? And what should I be doing to be, you know, in the green zone, if you will, and, and to be on a healthy path? And, you know, you um, are a person that you're, you know, I can tell that you are very motivated to see others not go down the path you've gone down. To take it to a more granular level, if you don't mind my asking, what were the changes that you made um, that took you from the bypass heart disease to now feeling much better and wanting to dedicate your time, effort, and energy towards having other people not go through what you went through? Well, I think the, uh, personally, I think the thing which I had to do first was recognize that I had a problem. And then secondly, recognizing that a lot of things that I believed were wrong. And so we are creatures of pattern behavior. In other words, what you had for lunch yesterday or dinner yesterday, it's going to be very similar to what you had for lunch or dinner today, and on and on and on. So if you believe, the reason you eat things, if you think that they're good for you, let's just take milk, for example. Uh, I believe for a, a long time, up until relatively recently, that everybody needs milk. And milk, milk can make a body, it can be good. And you saw Batman with a wet, white mustache and political leaders and stars and doing this. And you're going, well, it must be, look at that Arnold Schwarzenegger with a mustache. You know, I don't think he did, but, uh, you know, they would have, uh, I have, uh, we, and just look at the ads. I was part of the Pepsi generation, you know, and. I was drinking Diet Coke, and I thought, well, that must be healthy. I, you know, don't know sugar in that. And little did I realize, you know, it was bad. So the first thing I had to do was get educated. And so after one of my, uh, you know, I was, you know, I was eating like chicken. I thought that was good, I, you know, because it's a light meat, you know. <laughs> and, and I had a lot of these, you know, myths, which are, uh, pitched by the, the product owners themselves. And that, matter of fact, they just come out with, I just saw it today, a vegan chicken from uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And they showed, a, they showed a picture of that. Let me see here, do I? Well, I'll show it to you later. But it's, uh, you know, I'm going, that's not going to work. It's not a plant, it's processed, you know. And, but I didn't know to ask the question. And so I was, uh, I was 
I got my lab reports from the hospital, and they, they said this is after the heart attack, years after the heart attack, and my numbers had been going in the wrong direction, meaning that it wasn't a question of if I was going to have another heart attack or another heart surgery or something. It was when I was going to have that happen, if I did not change that somehow. So I'm out on Hilton Head, and I turned on PBS, and there's, there is uh, Neil Barnard talking about reversing diabetes. And I'm going, well, I've got a doctorate. I think I should listen to this program. And I did. I listened to it. And then I said, I do what any American boy would do. I, I pulled up my Kindle, and I ordered his book. And I read it that weekend. And I said to myself, I can do this. And on that day, I flipped the switch in terms of what I was going to do to address my situation. I started reading more information and getting involved with this entire subject matter. And I said, I need to do this. And so I became uh, eventually a vegan. Uh, I know that's a bad word for some people, <laughs> but it's not. Um, but basically eating a whole food plant-based diet. And I, uh, I weaned myself off of um, any type of sweeteners. Uh, I've, I consume no sugars. And if, it's not a, come, if it doesn't come from a plant, let's put it this way. If it comes with something with a face, a mother, a mouth, and a heartbeat, I don't eat it or anything that comes from it. And, and basically that's... So I ask myself, when I'm buying the groceries, is this a healthy food? Is this my food? There's things that are my food, and there's products in the supermarket which are not my food, and I have no interest in those. And they, it's okay for other people to eat them around me. You know, I don't try to guilt trip them on that. But for me, I'm going to take care of myself first before I start telling people, other people, what to do. And uh, so the, um, so the first stage was getting that awareness that there's something wrong and getting, getting a, a, an idea of what I can do about it. And that's what's on our website is that we have a lot of, you know, what I'm doing on the website is I'm curating a series of articles and things which are interesting, I believe, but also helpful for people in, to learn about new approaches and, techno, and, techno, and approaches to dealing with their own conditions. We just put up things on intermittent fasting and fasting and that type of stuff, but we also have stuff on, you know, uh, uh, recipes and other types of resources for people to, to deal with that. And we're not trying to sell them any particular product. We're just putting the information up there. But you're not going to get somebody's, you know, they're trying to pitch you something on the side, you know, uh, while they're reading the article that they believe is just good information and that type of thing. So, but once I got through that point, then I became self-motivated because I started seeing results. And the results in terms of physically was I went from 265 pounds and now I'm 178 pounds. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, 
Well, the people at Goodwill on Earth appreciated it because <laughs> I had to give away pretty much every piece of clothing, that I, the shoes I could keep, you know, but everything, <laughs> and socks, but everything else went and that type of thing. So it's, you know, uh, and so now I think I have gone from probably a, the brown area back up to yellow at this point. I'm not green yet, you know, and that type of thing, but I have hopes that I'm going to, I'm going to probably be diabetic for the rest of my life, but I will be a healthier diabetic. You know, uh, I've, I've off of, I used to be taking hundreds of units of insulin and metformin and, uh, you know, now I'm down to one tablet of metformin a day and that's it, you know. Wow. Big difference. Yeah. Big, big difference. And my A1Cs are, you know, went from, a really high number down to a moderately low number, but not, not quite we're in the ideal zone yet. Wow. But I think there, you, can, you can reverse that disease. Wow. And well, you set a wonderful example, and I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, with the few minutes we have left, I want to first of all, thank you for your time and for creating this website, which you know, I have really enjoyed, I think the resources are wonderful. The recipes are great. The interviews that you post, I think are greatly curated, as you mentioned, from multiple different sources. So um, wonderful website. And I wanted to see if you had any advice for people listening who are where you were um, and just uh, what they can do and any parting words you have. I think the uh, thing I can tell them is uh, uh, don't lose, uh, don't lose faith. Don't give up. Uh, you know, it, it's not a straight line going from point A to point B. Uh, it's okay to, to fall off the wagon and do something else. Even uh, when we're recommending, you know, uh, people doing a whole food plant-based diet, the question, can I do Thanksgiving with my family? Yes. <laughs> you know, can I have a piece of birthday cake for my mother? Yes. You know, it, you know, it's just not doing it every day. You know, it's sort of like there are foods that damage us. You know, it's like if you get up in the middle of the night and you hit your shin, it hurts. But if you leave it alone, it'll heal itself. Well, the body will do the same thing with diet. If you just don't re-injure it every day, then occasionally you could bump into something and you'll, you'll still be okay. But it's, uh, you know, you just relax, take it easy, and, you know, stay on the path as much as you can. And as much as you can get away from the standard American diet and move to a whole food plant-based diet, uh, the better you're going to be. Oh, thank you so much. That sounds like good advice. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Whole Health Cure is brought to you by Emory Lifestyle Medicine and Wellness. For more information about wellness assessments, classes, and other resources, please visit our website, emoryhealthcare.org livewell. This material is copyrighted by Emory University.